Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. What are three tips to grow your business that you've never shared before? You guys want to kick it off first? I think they want to hear from you. For, I'm, I'm going. I'm diving though. Um, yeah, for sure. I feel like you know to grow a business. Once again, going back to the core principles of it, you have to have something that's scalable to grow. That's the first part. When looking at a business plan or looking at starting a business, you have to start a business that even has the ability to grow. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is like you know mom and pop stores, local restaurants. Um, barbershops, although yes, they all in theory can grow, but nine times out of 10, they won't grow. So that mm-hmm. to me is something that you should already kind of have in your mind. Well, how can I start a business that is scalable? So online businesses are scalable. Um, businesses that don't require a large amount of overhead are scalable. Businesses that don't um, uh, require a large amount of employees, especially at the beginning are scalable. Um, so these are all things that, you know, we've highlighted a ton of them before as far as, you know, in in the e-commerce space, but even in the media space as well, you know, this is like what we're doing as far as on the media and education side, that's, those are all scalable models. And then also, you know, thinking about starting businesses that you can have multiple different revenue streams from without re reinventing the wheel or re re changing the business model. Um, once again, you know, it's, it's one of these things to say, okay, I can start, 
a podcast, but I can also sell merch because I have to wear something and then I can do a live show and then I can do YouTube and then I can do tutorials and, you know, master classes and educational courses and things of that nature. Whereas you're not doing something completely different, but you're just growing, um, you know, laterally. And I think that's something that, you know, when you're looking at a business, you should definitely look at to say, okay, is this something that I could put in place early on? and kind of have the idea and the vision and then kind of reverse engineer it after that point. Um, And I also think, you know, starting a business that that really has impact. I think a lot of times we start businesses that. um, That's a great lesson. Just to make money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, all right, I'm going to sell uh, nail filers. Because, you know, it's like, all right, that's cool. Shout out to those with nail fathers for the killers. Yeah, nah, you can make a lot of money yeah. doing that. But I just feel like, you know, ultimately the businesses that that are impactful, that have a you know a tremendous impact on people's lives um, and have a purpose deeper than just, mm-hmm. you know, making a quick buck. Um, that's something that's going to help you in business. So, you know, finding your passion, finding your purpose is extremely important. And um, seeing how you can benefit and help people because the more people that you help, the more money that you'll make. So, you know, that's that's like, you know, a tremendous that's a big tip. lesson. So you just drop. Don't the more people you help, the more you're going to make. Please put that in chat. I know some of you going to skim over that. That is an equation, though. Yeah. Sure. Troy. Yeah. I mean, that was like 10 right there. But I, I would just add to it. Um, <laughs> prepare for success. A lot of times people go into business and they hope. Right. And they they don't really they don't envision themselves being successful. They're just like, I'm going to try it just because I want to make more. Like you said, I want to make more money, but prepare for success. I think um, shout out to Pinky. We had a, a dope interview. If you didn't check it out, congratulations. You played yourself. But she, we, asked her, we asked her about scaling. And um, I was like, why don't you franchise this thing? She's like, I could. I could be a billionaire by next year if I if I decided to franchise. But my business is like my kid. My mm-hmm. business is only three years old. Did you know how to speak French at three years old? And she was like, I ha- my business has to grow. It has to mature. And so all those things. We're we going to bring you on in one minute, bro. I'm going to bring you on in a sec. She was like, my business has to grow. And so it has to mature the same way a kid has to Like, you're not going to be running the 100 meter at three years old. Right. You're not doing that. And so you got to treat your businesses like that. And that's how you prepare for success. She knows that is there. Mm-hmm. She's just making sure that she does the makes the proper steps and has everything in line and systems in place and people in place so that when the success is ready to be fully executed on, she'll be ready as well. So prepare for success. Um, for me, uh, so similar to what you guys said, number one, know what the vision is. So for me, my, my goal is to be able to help six billion people on the planet learn about investing and make where to get in and where to get out easy for them. Number two, know when it's your season to retreat. So after we created a landscape for people to talk about investing and be comfortable being black doing so, it's a lot of people that popped up talking about investing. That was my time to retreat. Now that the economy has shifted and people didn't know their prices as well as I did, now it's my time to go into the attack. So you guys have had competition, quote unquote, and copycats, but I've seen you layer on, move around in different genres and become bigger and be omnipresent, right? So for me, it's just knowing when to 
pour on more. So for me in a recession, it's my time to help more people. Because guess what? When everyone's making money, no one wants to hear, be disciplined, wait for Bitcoin to go to 20K, Apple to go to 94 bucks, right? But then when everything falls apart, it's like, damn, it's really just y'all in trap helping out. Come to InvestFest and we'll give you some game about how to make money even in the down market. But those are my three tips. No one went to attack when it's your season to multiply your business to next. No one went to retreat and to build proof. And then you have to have a big vision for how many people you're going to help. There you have game. it. Game. There you have it. Um, all right. So now we're going to bring on a guest, um, very special guest. So my guy, Tabidi Stevens, um, he's the plug that introduced us to uh, Steve Harvey. And it's a good story because he actually, I think his official title is the head of business operations for Steve. So he kind of handles all the business stuff for him. And, um, you know, he got him into all these different investments in the stocks. He spoke about it on the episode. If you watch the episode, um, and he spoke about it when he was on market Mondays last week as well. But, um, Tabidi is somebody that we developed a relationship with. And not only is he very intelligent and, you know, a whiz kid when it comes to investing, but just in business in general, like I said, he kind of handled all of the business operations. So, when you talk about the team and like when, when Steve says like, you know, I'm not the most technical person, but I have technical people on my team. Like this is one of the people that he's actually referring to. So definitely on his way to being, you know, one of the biggest moguls in the game. Um, and he's with the right person. And I think it's important to highlight, you know, the people behind the people. A lot of times, like you see a celebrity, and it might be Rick Ross, it might be Steve Harvey, it might be T.I., whatever. And, you know, it's dope to get the game from them. But you got to understand that they're relying on counsel. And their counsel is probably even more valuable because that's the people that's actually giving them and providing them that information. So it's very rare that you get to speak to the counsel. It's very rare that you even get to speak to the celebrity. But you get to speak to celebrity a lot of times, but you don't really get to speak to the counsel, to the, to the people that's actually advising these people. And actually telling them like why this is a good move, why this is a bad move, and brokering deals, brokering the relationships. So this is one of these, you know, inside, inside conversations that you guys can be a part of. So without further ado, we'll bring on my guy. What's up? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Pity, what's good, man? What's my guy. <laughs> yeah, what's good, bro? Nah, all good, man. Thank you for joining us, man. So yeah, I was just giving the, the intro and kind of just breaking it down. So I got a lot of questions, but before before we start, I think it'd be dope because it's a good story, actually, to to for you to tell how you began working with um, Steve Hall, because we kind of heard it from his side when he was on the show. But I would love to hear it from from your side. Definitely, definitely. Well, uh, once again, appreciate y'all for having me, man. Uh, as y'all say, y'all are the biggest. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't even really do interviews often, bro. So um I, I appreciate you guys. Um, but honestly, man, uh, like I said, I went to Morehouse, or as you guys know, uh, I went to Morehouse, so for business administration, with a concentration in marketing and psychology. So, you know, I just wanted to understand, like, how people thought a certain way and why they thought a certain way. While I was in school, uh, I actually started a shoe company. So uh, I was manufacturing and producing my own canvas and leather shoes. So um, similar to Tom's and Nikes, and it was called Steps by Stevens. So for every pair of shoes I sold, I provide meals to women and children's shelters nationwide um, with my business partners at the time, Malcolm Connor and um, Mr. Harvey's son, Broderick Harvey, was actually doing all our creative direction. So that's kind of how I got introduced 
to Mr. Harvard. So I did that all throughout college, uh, did extremely well. Um, went on his talk show one day to kind of promote our product. When I came off stage, his, uh, his CEO at the time was like, Hey, uh, you should come work for me. And of course I was like, man, I got my own company at the time. I'm good, bro. Like, you know, I'm, I'm clearly here selling shoes. Um, but some times went by and I just spent time around the harvest but volunteered at their mentorship camp. Uh, you know, they have the national mentorship camp where they mentor, you know, 250 fatherless boys. Um, so I participated there and kind of just built a reputation for myself there. It's like a hard worker. And then one day Mr. Harvey called me and was like, listen, uh, you know, I want you to come on to be a part of this team. Like, what are you about to do? Uh, I had just fizzled out with my company. Um, as you all remember, you know, 2014, China had uh, a bit of a, a recession. Um, and I had about 75,000 in raw materials uh, over in China. And at the time I didn't have any credit because I was, uh, what, 21 years old. So I didn't have, really have any credit. So of course that was all my cash. I didn't know much about credit. No one would give me a line of credit. Um, and I couldn't get the materials over. So um, I ended up, you know, one of my failures that kind of led me into where I am now was the fact that like my shoe company fizzled out um, because I made a bad investment. So Mr. Harvey was like, what are you about to do? Of course, I was, you know, I'm about to go to Harvard. I got accepted to every Ivy League in the country. So I was going to go to Harvard. I was going to go to Harvard uh, and get an executive MBA. And then Mr. Harvey basically asked, you know, what are you going to Harvard to do? And I told him, you know, meet JFK's grandson and so on and so forth. Because, you know, essentially a lot of people go get their MBA to network. So he asked me if I can get a better network and make the same amount of money, if not better, without going to school, would I do it? And at the time I said no. Left his house, got in my car, and uh, on the way home, I was like, man, uh, that's actually a great opportunity. So I gave him a call, like, yo, Mr. Harvey, you mind if I come by the house tomorrow? Uh, and from there, it was a wrap. So I just started doing research and development. Um, and at the time, myself, Roger Harvey, and this guy, Cesar Davis, had worked on a deal uh, that at the time, what I didn't know was, you know, they said structurally was one of the best deals that it came through the company at the time. Um, and after that, Mr. Harvey was like, listen, I just want you to kind of be with me on the, on a day to day. Uh, and from there it was a wrap. Just kind of gaining more and more responsibility as I saw people not, you know, taking opportunities that were clearly in front of them. 